You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. Tearing down the walls, Joshua chapter 1. We're going to start in verse... uh, Actually, I'm going to start in verse 2, okay? Because it's talking about after the death of Moses, starting in verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon it, I will give to you, just as I promised Moses. Guys, can you imagine how Joshua felt? Your coming after one of the greatest leaders Israel had ever seen. Charlton Heston led the people out of Israel. And you're following him. The man that opened the Red Sea. You're following him. Guys, that's like playing after the Beatles. Okay. All right. Nobody knows who the Beatles is? Okay. Okay, that's like playing after cross-Canadian ragweed. Is that more Cleveland appropriate? Okay. That's like playing after Metallica. Did that get everybody there? That's like playing after, come on, some, you too. Huh? What? ACDC? My mom knows who ACDC is. All right, write it down, everybody. Write it down. I did not know that. She's going to sit back and go, son, die. I was caught in the middle of See, you should come to church on 4th of July. You never know what'll happen. You never know what'll happen. But imagine, imagine how Joshua feels. He, Moses, could not lead the people into the promised land. But yet now it's Joshua's turn to do it. And I can guarantee you, he felt the way that I did. God, I'm not good enough to do this. You're going to have to help me. So today, what I want to tackle is, how do we walk in God's calling? How do we walk in God's calling? Because God called Joshua, but Joshua's probably standing there going, Lord, how do I do this? The good news is, in the verses following God told Joshua how he's going to do it. So if, you, if you're following along, skip down to cha- or verse 5. We're still in chapter 1. Uh, and it says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Or forsake you either way. I'm a, I'm a King James version there. Nor forsake you. Number one. When you're walking in God's calling, you must first and foremost know that he is with you. Know that he is with you. If you'll notice, this is the second time in this group of verses that he said it. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Guys, I have never been led before like I've been led by the Spirit. As we try to do, you can try to do all this 
life that we live, you can try to do this all on your own, but when you, when you are led by the Spirit, you will see fruit like you have never seen before. Guys, I'm here to tell you, every decision that is made at Hope Church that turns out to be fruitful is the Lord. Every decision that doesn't work out very well is Todd. The problem is I'm learning to hear between the two. And thankfully, we've got a good group of leadership from our elders to our staff that that give me sounding boards from time to time and help me make decisions. And usually, we don't have those bad decisions, but I'm not perfect. But guys, if we will be led by the Spirit, we can walk in the wilderness and not be afraid. The psalmist says, yea, though I walk. I'm going King James today. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Guys, we may be scared. He may be calling us to do things that we never thought we could do, but you know what? He is with us in the morning and the evening, in the coming and the going. It's like we sang in a song just a minute ago, right? Guys, you may never be able to do what God has called you to do, but he will be with you and is giving the pow- you the power to do it. I've told you before, if you don't believe me, ask Crystal. I was never any good at speaking in front of people. In fact, the first time I was ever asked to speak before a group of people, my pastor, his name was David Warren. He came into my office. He said, Todd, we were there in Midland, Wilshire Park Baptist Church there in Midland. He walked to my office. He said, Todd, I'm going out of town and I want you to preach. You know what I said to my pastor? No. (laughs) Just letting you know, if you're new to a church staff, telling your pastor no is not always a good thing, Okay. In case, I mean, just just so you know. So when he walked out, he he was a good pastor. He didn't push it. He just walked out. And then as soon as he left the room, the Lord came in. And you know know how it goes? He goes, Todd. Ooh, that didn't quite work. Todd, you need to do what I've asked you to do. I'm like, all right, fine. So I'm walking to David's office, and I walk in. I go, fine, I'll preach. And then walked out of his office. And I told the Lord as I'm walking back down the hall to my office, I go, this is terrible. I'm never doing it again. Right? You ever have these conversations with God? God can handle me talking to him like that, okay? Just, just so you know, all right? And so I got up there and preached. And now there's this guy. I, if, you don't, if you don't know anything about Southern Baptists, uh, they're slow at making the transition sometimes. And I was brought to this church to take them from singing hymns to singing modern contemporary Christian music, okay? So believe it or not, there was people in the church that did not like me. Can you believe that? Such a lovely guy like me, people don't like me. And I preached, I thought I did an okay job and I was like, Lord, see, I did my job, never have to do that again. And a man that had never once said a kind thing to me since the time I'd been there, I walked in on a meeting and he said, Todd, I was worried when you were going to preach. (laughs) You always wonder what's going to happen after that. I was worried that you were going to preach. But you preached on 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 a verse that I'd heard many times before, but I'd never seen it the way you brought. You did an amazing job.
the Lord, the Lord walked in, you know, anybody, he, he just walked in and goes, see? See? From there on, God had me be a speaker. Now, did I automatically be good at it? No. Ask, ask Mel. Mel was here in the early days uh, of Hope Church. He tells me all the time, you used to be really bad, but you're doing pretty good now, all right? I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, but it's okay. <laughs> Actually, Mel doesn't talk. Cheryl just interprets for him, right? <laughs> but you know what? The reason I'm good at this is not, has nothing to do with me and everything to do with the spirit is flowing through me. What I have to understand is when I get up here on, the, on Sunday morning, these are not my words, they're his words. And if I'm filled with him, if I'm walking in step with him, this will be exactly what you need to hear. And this is why when you, when you come in here on a Sunday morning, you're like, how did Pastor Todd know what I was going through? The answer to your question is, I have no idea. But the Lord is speaking to you. And guys, it's so funny. You'll come to me and you'll be like, oh, Pastor Todd, you, when you said this, it was amazing. I'm sitting back going, I didn't say that, but okay, that's good. I'm glad the Spirit spoke to you. It's so funny what you get. Uh, it's fine, but, but keep giving me good feedback. I love it. Uh, verse seven, let's keep going. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may have good success wherever you go. Number two, what you have to do is you have to stand firm in what God is saying. Stand firm in what God is saying. Guys, when you do what God has called you to do, trust me, you will face opposition. The Bible calls us sheep. What are sheep good about doing? Whining, right? We're good at that. And, and, and uh, I don't know if it was a book or a pastor friend of mine that told me this. He says, you've got you've to spend enough time with the sheep to let them know that you care, but you can't spend so much time that you start smelling like them because then that will affect your decisions. Because guys, listen, sometimes, like if, if I would listen to you, we wouldn't go to three services. You're like, are you sure? Pastor? Are you sure we need to go to three services? Well, let me put it to you this way. Do I want to preach three services? No. Do I want to go through the work to do three services? No. But here's the fact. If we don't go to three services, we will not continue to grow. And is it okay for us not to continue to grow? No. Why? Because if we're not growing, guess what we're saying? We're saying to all of them, you can all go to hell. And we're okay with it. And so everybody always asks me, Pastor, when are we going to stop growing? When, when is big enough? It's never big enough as long as there's people out there dying and going to hell. And we're going to do whatever we can to get them. And so do I want to go to three services? No, I don't want to go to three services. It's a lot of work. I remember back in the days when we were going to three services, my Monday mornings felt terrible. But you know what? I'm not willing for anyone to die and go to hell. Because I'm too lazy to do the work. Guys, here's the problem. There's a long list of people that have left this church that didn't agree with me. We had some people last time, that when we, last time we went to three services, they left because we, they didn't think we needed it. 
Okay. But here's what I have to do. As a leader, I have to stand firm in God. When you lead in the authority of God, with the authority that God has given you, you will face opposition, but do not back down from what God has called you to do. Now, guys, it's a fine line. There's a fine line between walking in authority and being a jerk. Now, I'm with you. Sometimes us as pastors, we, we, we tread on the line of walking in authority and being a jerk. You got to forgive us sometimes. We're, we're just humans, okay? And, but we're doing the best that we know how to do. Guys, it takes a special calling to be a pastor. And sometimes us pastors, we, we have to be confident in what we're doing. And oftentimes people think, well, you know, pastor's just, he's so full of himself. Guys, the problem is if, if I didn't have confidence in what I was doing, all the naysaying, I'd just stand in a corner and cry and rock back and forth. But I have to have confidence. I'm, I guarantee you, if, if I didn't have the confidence to walk in the calling of God, this church would not be where it is. Because you gotta make hard decisions. Guys, when we built this middle building, the price tag was a half million dollars. Could the church pay for that at the time? No. Are we still paying for it? Yes. Will we pay it off? Absolutely. It's just a matter of time. You know why? Because God asked us to do it. And when he asks us to go somewhere, he will provide. All right, I'm getting, can you tell I like preaching on the calling? Because I'm, I'm hanging here too much. Verse nine, let's keep going. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. He said this again. Be strong and courageous. It's almost like he's making a point. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. Number three, we have to walk in confidence. We have to walk in confidence. Guys, like I said earlier, there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. And you're walking, when you're walking in confidence... Sometimes you will be perceived as arrogant. But guys, listen. There's one person that I serve. There's one that I serve. It's not a person. He's a, he's a he. He is who he is. I only have to make him happy. I don't have to make you happy. You hear me when I say that? I love you when I say that. I'm more scared of him than I am of you. And sometimes I'm going to make you unhappy. Why? Because it's my job to make you unhappy. If I constantly said, oh, you're so good. Look at you flipping off people in traffic. You're so good. Right? If I told you, if I told you you were good all the time, what good is that? It's my job to ruffle your feathers. It's my job to step on your feet. Why? Because he's stepping on my feet the whole time I'm writing this sermon. So you should get some of it too. But guys, we have to walk in confidence as Christians. But we have to be careful not to be arrogant jerks. Let me say that one more time. It's on the board, I promise. 
We have to walk in confidence as Christians, but we have to be careful not to be arrogant jerks. Have you noticed last month was Pride Month? Oh, Pastor, we're going to talk about this. I'm not going to talk about this the way you think. Now, guys, we as Christians, we're supposed to be what? We're supposed to be defined by our what? Love. And we're spending the whole time during Pride Month going, quit hijacking the rainbow. Didn't you read? The rainbow's from Noah. You know what? I bet that makes people that, that are of the L- LGBTQ whatever community. I bet that makes them go, you know what? I need Jesus. I bet that's instantly what happens. No, what do they do? They shut you off because you're an arrogant jerk. We've got to stop. We've got to stop with this mess. Be led by the spirit. Be led by love. Do not be surprised when the world acts as sinners. Why are we surprised by this, guys? Why are we surprised that there's a pride month? Why are we surprised that all this stuff is going on? This should not surprise us. We live in a fallen world. Stop getting on Facebook and being a keyboard warrior. And get some confidence and get out in the world and love somebody. Golly. Start commenting on all your posts because I see them. It takes everything in me to scroll past your, your posts. Everything in me. And some days you'll see a comment because I'll comment and then delete it. Because I hit enter and the Holy Spirit is like, don't be an arrogant jerk. All right, fine. I'll delete it. But guys, we have got to get to the point as followers of Christ that we can't act like the world. We're telling the whole world they need to not be like this, but we're being just as much of a jerk as they are. Getting so mad I'm making the speakers ring. <laughs> Guys, we need to. Yeah, it's not just your hearing aid, Steve. It's this. But <laughs> I can hear you. ADD, you know, it's a good thing. But guys, we have to get to a part to where we walk in confidence and forget about what the world is doing. The church used to lead the way and we're spending too much time being with the sheep that we're starting to smell like them. Gone are the days where the church leads in excellence. Gone are the days where the church leads in innovation. That's where we need to get back to. Quit worrying about the world, what the world's doing. Quit, quit you. This is just sideways energy, folks. Focus on what God has called us to do. We have the greatest message the world has ever known, and that's that Jesus loves them. And regardless of what they ever did, they didn't deserve it. He went to the cross and died for them, and that's the greatest message we've ever had. And we have to walk in that confidence. And guys, that should give you all the confidence in the world that Jesus, because you didn't even deserve it, He went to the cross and died for you. Why? Because he loves you. And guys, just so we're clear, the LGBTQ rainbow is different than the rainbow that we have. Just so we're clear. But we got to understand this. We need to quit getting down in the weeds because that stuff doesn't matter. 
Instead of worrying about what they do, instead of worrying about this and that, show them how much Jesus loves them. Many people ask me all the time, Pastor, do you allow this group of people in your church? Do you allow this group of people in your church? When did the church become exclusive? We're called to love. How can we love people when this becomes a club? Guys, here's the fact. There ain't none of us. I went redneck on you. There ain't none of us. When I get, when I get riled up, my mineral wells comes out. There ain't none of us that are good enough to be in this place. There's none of us that are good enough to be in the presence of God. But because of Jesus, we are good enough. So let's not stand back and beat our chest because we got nothing to beat. We've got to walk in the confidence of him. He is the only confidence that we have. What does this mean for us? Welcome to Hope Church, July 4th, Sunday. So happy that you're here today. Oh, no, I stayed, stayed out too late at the railroaders game. I'm extra feisty. Wanted to walk off, walk off, walk. That was new. That was interesting. So that was fun. Uh, so what does this mean for us? Number one. Do you know who you are to him? I think part of our problem is we don't understand as Christ followers who we are to him. We are called. We are cherished. We are loved. Don't worry about all. Don't worry about everybody else. You are called. You are cherished. You are loved. Because somebody else does something doesn't change your calling. Number two. Do you know what he has called you to do. For some of you, he's called you into ministry. Full-time, vocational ministry. Your mom will cry too when you tell her about it, okay? It's okay. Don't, don't quit. It's good. But he's called all of us into ministry. Did you know that? Some, there's a special calling for vocational ministry, but we're all called into ministry. You just get to be in ministry wherever God has sent you. Guys, did you know that you're around more lost people than I'll ever be? Unfortunately, because of my job, I am not around lost people as much. I have to be around lost people on purpose because most of the people in my circle are saved. Thankfully, the last of the staff got saved at youth camp, so we're good to go. Could, could help, could help. <laughs> we had a lot of baptisms. <laughs> but guys, you are around lost people. And you know what? It's your job to get them saved, get them baptized, and get them involved in a good church. Do you know a good church? Do you know a good church? I know of one. I'll, I'll let you know about it, right? Pastor's a jerk, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> Number three, are you ready to walk in confidence? Not in arrogance, but in confidence. Confidence people, confident people know who they are and they don't need you to tell them about it. That's where we need to start walking as Christ followers. 
I think too much time we're worried. We worry about what everybody else is doing. You can see that by our Facebook posts because we're spending so much time bickering and arguing with everybody else that we forget that we are called to walk in his confidence. We don't have to worry about everybody else. When you're confident, you're not worried about everybody else. One of the greatest basketball players is playing right now. Although he's not playing right now, he's playing golf right now. LeBron James. You don't have to tell him that he's good. He knows he's good. And the reason he's won so many championships is he leads his team in those confidence. Now, whether you're a LeBron James fan or not, you know, you may like Michael Jordan better, okay? Although, Jason Kidd's coming to the Mavericks, so you better watch out, all right? I'm glad y'all are confident about that, yeah. He's the new coach. He's the new coach. Did you know that? Yeah, it's good. Dirk's back. So, guys, we're running out of time. But I want to take a minute. And we're going to have, we're going to have a, some prayer time. Renner, be quiet. I'm doing this. All right. <laughs> and guys, I want you, I want you to take a moment and ask the Lord what he's called you to do. Because I think in the church too often, I jump over the fact that we're all called some, we're all called this morning. Okay. You are called period. Some of you are called to bigger things vocational ministry, missionaries. Some of you are just called to be a missionary where God has you, but you were called. So this morning, I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, where have you called me? And get ready because he's going to answer you. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you today that we could be in your presence. Lord, I pray now as we go into this time of prayer, Lord, I pray that you would speak to us. Lord, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name.